So I have to start again because I didn't hit record. Um, how of happiness. So there is a whole science around happiness. And if we remember that your emotions drive your behaviours, then if we can concentrate on making ourselves a little bit happier, then it's that domino effect thing, isn't it? It's if we feel better about ourselves, we're happier in general, we're more likely to make positive choices around nutrition, around looking after ourselves. When we feel down in the dumps and fed up, that's when we tend to veer towards the negative behaviours that don't lead you towards your goals. So this is based on positive psychology, and this is only a very, very small part of positive psychology. But for me, it's the most effective part because it's something that you can practically do. So this week, we're going to look at it overall and how we look after ourselves mentally and physically, and then how that corresponds to how you look, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about how you look. Because as someone who's got super, super lean in the past and not been a great mental state after my dad passed away, it is... I, I was really lean, but I didn't feel good about myself. So we need the two bits to come together, don't we? So what does happiness mean to you? It's different for everybody. So for me, it's around contentment. It's about feeling content. I don't need this super high of feeling like ecstatic. I just like to feel content, calm, and like everything's kind of fallen into place. That's what happiness is for, you, for me. For you, it might be something different. So if we're looking to get happy on purpose, we need to know what happiness looks like for you so have a think about like if you were happy how would you know what would be happening how would you be feeling what would your life look like so when i'm unhappy i've got low energy i have more prone to negative thoughts and um, i have um, little to no motivation and i just can't be arsed that's when i'm not happy when i'm happy i've got energy everything's just falling in place feel, things feel effortless when i'm unhappy everything seems like a big effort to do so the happiness side for me and I'll go through how I do this but just because this is how I do it's not how it needs to be for you this is a very individual thing happiness means different things to different people so if you were to rate your current state of happiness one being not happy at all and ten being super happy absolutely static over the moon nothing could be better where would you put yourself currently so most people put themselves about a five or a six. You might be lucky and be high. You might not be having a great time in life. It might be lower. There is no correct answer here. And you don't need to share this with anybody if you don't want to. But knowing where we are, if we know where we are, and then knowing what happiness means to you. So we know where we currently are and we know where we want to get to. That makes it a bit of an easier path and a bit more practical. So while this might seem a bit pink and fluffy to some of you. I'm going to just try and make it as practical as possible. So it's things that you can do to increase your levels of well-being and happiness. So I put a little link in there. I put it in the group as well. And this is the Oxford Happiness Quiz. Now, Stacey, I know you're busy and you're the only one on, so we'll not spend time going through it. The link itself should explain everything as to how it works. But basically, for some of the questions that are listed there, you reverse the score. So for example, a five, a one becomes a five and a five becomes a one and you add it up. It's all explained in the, in, in the quiz that I put on there. But you're going to go through and answer a whole range of questions. Let me see if I can get this up. Um, I can't while I share this screen. But there's a whole range of questions about how you feel about things, how you feel about your life currently, how you felt about your life in the past. And so answer it as quickly as possible. Don't spend time thinking about the question. Just go with your first gut instinct. And that'll give you your current happiness score. Now, as I say, it's summer, sunshine, and it's lighter. Everybody just feels a little bit happier when it's like this, doesn't it? So sometimes in the January groups, the scores are much, much lower to the groups that are doing summer because 
we just all feel a bit meh when it's cold and dark and we always get a little lift in mood um, when it's sunnier. So you might be feeling happier than normal at the moment or happier than you felt in the last few months, but we're going to have a baseline and then we're going to see if we can increase it. And we'll do this at the end of the programme as well, which only gives us a couple of weeks. This is week four already. Um, it only gives us a couple of weeks, but you'll be able to hopefully do some things or be able to identify some really easy things that you can do just to raise that. So the average score is 4.3 on this. You may fall under it. That doesn't mean that you are suddenly diagnosed with depression or anything like that. But let's just see. So we've got our baseline and we want to just nudge that up a bit. Mine, last time I did this, mine fell under it. And although I didn't feel like I was necessarily unhappy, there was a lot of high stress. So that had affected my level of happiness. So happiness. Um, there's five ways to, to impact your happiness. Positive emotions. So last week we spent time looking at positive emotions. How can we be fun, silly, um, be in awe, all these things. And we tried to get outside, seeing as many colours as possible, all these kinds of things that just add a little bit of joy to your day. Things that I bet if I hadn't given you the challenge, you wouldn't have done it. But things that just slow us down a wee bit brings us little moments in joy. So we've got health, taking care of your body and your soul. So that's what we're going to do this week. There's social connection. So I work really hard. I spend a lot of time um, in the gym, speaking to you guys on Messenger or whatever it is. Um, and then sometimes at the end of that, I feel a bit unsociable. But having social connection. So I've started making Sunday like an absolutely connection day. So whether that's with friends, with family, and um, like we had the whole family together and had a roast yesterday, completely took the afternoon off. So that is really important to your happiness. You normally find when you feel a bit depressed, you withdraw. And that's because it's not in line with feeling unhappy. And remember, we always want to feel how we think we feel. Does that make sense? Meaning and purpose, so having goals. So that's like when you started this six weeks or, or 12 weeks or wherever you are in it, you were probably feeling, yes, you had that oomph of motivation and happiness because you had a goal and you were going to do it. And gratitude and optimism. So obviously feeling a bit more positive about things, being grateful for things that you have, whether they are good or bad, can increase your levels of just feeling appreciative of where you are. So each week for the next two weeks, we'll cover a little bit more of this in detail. We're going to have a few other challenges in there, obviously, as well. But we'll work on this mindset part because if we can have you feeling optimistic, grateful, um, have meaning and purpose and looking after your body and your soul, all the things you need to do to get your fat loss goals will become ultimately easier, infinitely easier. So 50% of our emotions are predetermined by our genes. So you'll know that we've got some people who are just naturally happy people. And we've got some people who are just naturally pessimistic or look on the negative side. So some of that is predetermined. So you will have a character of one or the other that you either look on the bright side, glass half empty or glass half full type of person. And you can, you'll know people like that in your life. Um, I have someone that even, mother-in-law, even though she thinks she's being positive, is always, always really negative. I almost have to put a shield around me to pick the negativity off. There's always something negative to say about something. Flip side of that, I used to work beside a girl I was talking about yesterday who was like the most positive person in the world. I'm not going to lie, that was equally annoying. You're like, don't just be a bitch about someone or just say something negative. But she was a very naturally happy person, predetermined by your genes. My mother-in-law is a very naturally negative person. Then you've got your circumstances in the situation you've been. So your life events that happen to you. But that is only responsible for 10% of 
your happiness levels. So we all know people have had horrible things happen to them in their lives, they've had traumatic events, and you'll know these people, they've had traumatic events and maybe that sent them over the edge and they are then not living their best life, they're maybe going into drugs or unhealthy coping mechanisms. And then you have other people that have terrible things that have happened to them and they've used that for a force for good, they've maybe created a charity or done something in somebody's name. So you'll see that there's two paths that you can take there. So only 10% of your circumstances and situation, it contributes to that. So we've got 50% that's predetermined, 10% that's down to your circumstances or your, your life situations, things that may happen to you. And that leaves a massive 40% of your emotions that are within your control. So you can increase your happiness by 40%. And sometimes people think, no, 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 that's not possible because X, Y, and Z, it is entirely possible. So 50% is just who you are. I would like to think I'm in the middle person. I wouldn't say I'm super positive. I wouldn't say I'm super negative. And 10% of things that have happened, yes, there's been up and down times, but I think overall resilience gets you through. So 40% that you can have a direct effect on. So positive emotions are the markers of people's overall well-being and happiness. So we know things like eating too, too much fried food is not good for you. We know that living a sedentary life is not good for you. But there are many, many mental things that are not good for your health and have been shown to have a correlation with things like heart disease, just like a bad diet and poor exercise does. So having a negative mindset, loneliness is a big thing that can have effects on your physical health as well as your mental health. So all those things that positive connections, the, the connection with family, friends, social connections. So being positive, and you may have a view around positivity. So there's a lot around toxic positivity at the moment as well, which is just being happy no matter what. And that's not life. And that's not what this is about. This is not about, oh my goodness, uh, my dog got run over. I shouldn't say that out loud. Touch wood. My dog got run over this morning, but it's okay. I feel grateful for it and I'm optimistic about it. This is not what this is about. You're allowed to have those roller coaster of emotions. It's not about being super happy at all. But having a positive mindset broadens your resources, enhances your growth and success, and makes you more optimistic. So just like the more you do something, the more you do something, the more positive and optimistic you are, the more positive and optimistic you'll be. You'll be more resilient, more accepting, and more driven by your purpose. Um, positivity increases your chances of success much more. Do you remember we've spoken about whether you think you can or you can't? You're right. So if you go in with a positive can-do attitude to something, you're more likely to succeed in it than if you go in with, oh, I'll give it a try, but I probably can't do it. Or just an outright, I can't. So that feeds into that as well. Um, it has a positive impact on your moods. Who, do, who wants to feel miserable all the time? I've had a bit of a grump day, I'm not going to lie. Complete disclosure here. But a bit of a grump day. I'm going to blame on emotions because there's nothing else around it. But um, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be grumpy at all. In fact, I just did in the kitchen with James. I was like, oh, like, I need to shift this. I need to shift it. Positivity, no surprise, impacts your social relationships. Nobody wants to hang about with a grumpy grump, do they? So if you're positive and happy, that impacts positively on your social relationships. Feel generous, you'll be more likely to be helpful. Um, have social responsibility to so be willing to help others and reduce conflict. So I know, like there was, he left the towel lying on the bunker instead of putting it away. I know if I'd let rip at that, that's not going to be a, a, a good thing for our relationship. It's towel at the end, but it doesn't matter. But because of how I'm feeling, oh, that was a big thing. That was a big thing. But being able to think, okay, it's just a, it's just a towel. Just move it. It's fine. Um, it has positive impacts on everything. But more importantly, how you feel inside. I think if there is anything you can be selfish about. It's your own health and happiness. 
And that sometimes requires saying no to other people. And that's okay. You are allowed. Especially as mums, I think we're all very prone to putting everybody else's needs first, aren't we? And that doesn't lead to happiness. Of course, other people's needs need to come first sometimes, but not all the time. So positive and negative emotions do different things neurologically in your brain. So within your brain, there's lots of little pathways. And the more you use these pathways, the more effective they become. And the less you use them, they almost like kind of dry and shrivel up. So I always use the analogy of like walking through woods. So I walk the dog up and down there. There's little pathways there that people have walked lots and lots of times. And then there's other bits that have no pathway there. Nobody's walked that pathway. So it's not clear. It's not easy to go down. So if you continually think lots of negative thoughts, those will be the pathways that are clear and easy. And the positive pathways, you'll have to cut down bushes, you'll have to step over logs, you'll have to do all these things. It's not a clear path. However, if you keep walking that path, it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer and it gets easier to walk. So positive outcomes, this is the sciencey bit of it, protects um, valuable life outcomes. So again, you go into that positive attitude, if I can and I will, it will get done. If you go and go, I can't do this, then you're right. It even goes down to improving your immune function. You're less likely to have heart disease, kidney disease, lots of things and live a longer life. So all these people who have lived past 100 but smoke like a chimney, they're generally really happy people, aren't they? They're generally people who look on the bright side of life, that are happy to be here, um, and that is down to their emotional well-being. So we concentrate a lot. Doctors, GPs concentrate on your physical well-being, but there's a huge mental impact as well. They have loads and loads and loads of other reasons here that I won't read out, but motivation think about it. when you feel good and happy you're motivated when you're not happy you don't feel motivated so if we could cultivate more happiness and we can cultivate more motivation and that's what it's all about so there's 10 types of positive emotions amused fun loving and silly all wonder and amazement grateful appreciative or thankful hopeful optimistic or encouraged inspired uplifted or elevated interested alert or curious and that's something I have to say phones into mind. If I get a new subject that I'm interested in um, and I'm interested and I can't wait to find out more, that elevates my happy feelings. And I suppose that goes into goals and purpose, doesn't it? Joyful, glad or happy, love, closeness or trust, proud, confident or self-assured and serene, content and peaceful. So we're going to look at all these this week and see where we can increase more of them. So one thing to do there is have a look at the list. And then think about the three that are least present in your life. So I did this exercise when I very first did the positive psychology qualification. And one of the least ones was number one, which was amused, fun, loving, and silly. Now, again, I'm talking about this yesterday, but when I was at school, that's what I got into trouble for, giggling. Me and friend giggling, separated all the time. Then it's even funnier because you've been separated. Um, I got sent out of the class once and once only for giggling. And then wasn't giggling when I was outside the classroom, shooting myself in case the rector went past. But I recognised that that had left my life a little bit. Everything had got a bit serious. So I did this right on the back of the second lockdown. And I thought, oh, everything has got a bit serious and um, important. And there's no time for fun. So something like that highlighted to me that that's something I need a bit more of in life. It's just to be a bit silly. Um, the other thing, the second one for me was all wonder and amazement. So I love sunrises, you'll know that. And that's because it gives me that sense of awe. It's just the most incredible feeling to watch the sun coming up. And I could watch it every day and it'd be like I'd never seen it before. 
but I had stopped going down the beach because it was cold and it was winter. Um, I'd stopped going down the beach in the morning. So I now make sure I make time, although the sun comes up at quarter to four, quarter to five in the morning now. A little bit early. I am an early bird, but that's a little early. But which of these two or three are the ones that you least experience? And then let's have a look and see if we can cultivate more of that. So what I want you to do when you've got time to do it is pick the three that are the least prominent in your life and then write a little list of how you can increase those opportunities. So for me, for fun, loving and silly, I have a crazy daughter that is literally on tap for me. <laughs> I can just join in with her and have fun, fun times. It doesn't have to be serious. So I don't have to be in a rush all the time. Um, or and wonderment was making sure I get up and see the sunrises because it benefits me the whole day long. There is nothing. This is now I'm sending pink and fluffy, but this is personal for me that there is nothing that gives me that sense that it's this like uplifting sense of well-being of watching that sun come up. It's like everything's starting, everything's starting brand new. So how could you include more of these in your life? And just write down absolutely everything that you could do. Um, for me as well, it's going out and having a drink. And I know that's not particularly health and fitness, but it's not something I do very often. But when I do, oh, I giggle. Oh, I giggle a lot. And it's a huge tonic. I always feel hungover, but really good the next day, really calm and relaxed, content, my version of happiness. So what would your ideas be and why would they be true to you? So we'll go through this over the week because it's a lot to do in one session. So we'll go through this day by day and see how we can introduce this into your life. But... If you implement this, and this is a bit that a lot of people gloss over because they want the, the training plan and they want the nutrition plan and they're concentrating on fat loss. But remember the goal's a feeling. It's always a feeling. It's never to lose two pounds. Um, so positivity boosters. So you could be having the worst day ever. But if you are having the worst day ever and you can find 30 seconds, let's say you find five lots of 30 seconds in that day to just start feeling some positive emotions, or you can find five minutes to find some positive emotions in that day, then that will boost your levels up. Remember, we've got a whole 40% that we can influence here on your levels of happiness. So these are things for you to sit and write down. I'll put all the questions um, up, all these slides will be in the, in the group. But what makes you smile? What do you smile at without even trying to smile? So for me, it's things like, oh, watching Cora um, dancing, watching Dylan doing his Mai Tai Box and getting really into it. Um, watching the dog having their best life in the sea. Um, all these things that just make you smile from the inside out. Write down activities that are guaranteed to give you a little jolt, a little boost of joy in the day. Enjoy things like a pink and fluffy word. But there is time we all get busy. We're all busy. And if you're anything like me, it's one thing to the next to the next. And then I have to get the next thing done. And then all of a sudden it's bedtime. But what can you do? As I say, I had a bit of a grump day today. So I took myself, I was like, right, how do I switch this? And I took myself, I made myself my favourite coffee and I took myself outside and sat in the garden for 20 minutes. And I had a lot to do today, but that 20 minutes just refreshed me a little bit. The other thing that gives me a sense of um, calm is watching serial killer documentaries. So I did that while Cora was at dancing tonight. And what do you enjoy doing and should do more of? So one of a question I was asked about was like, when do you forget about everything and just feel joy? So for me, the, only, the thing I could think of was like galloping on a horse. You don't got time to think about your problems then. You've got to be on the ball if you're doing that. You're outside, you've got the wind and it's that exhilarating feeling. But I don't go horse riding very often. Quite expensive for one. But I don't go horse riding very often. So that's something that I do now. I maybe go once a month. 
but I really enjoy it. And it's all these things like, like as a kid, what did you love doing? That's horse riding for me. What did you absolutely love doing as a kid that you could put more of in? So have a little brainstorming session of where could you add positive, positivity boosters into your day, week, month, whatever it is. So like I say, I can't afford to go horse riding every day. That would be wonderful. But I go about once a month. I go with Cora, so I've got a social connection there as well. Um, making sure I get up for sunrise. Yes, that means an early morning at the moment, but for me, that's worth it. Getting out in the hills, that's a big thing for me that I haven't done for a long time, and we're back to it now for the Glencoe training. So what are all these things that bring positivity boosters? Cuddling up with the dog at night. When her cuddling in and she's snoring her head off, that makes me feel good. So what are the things that make you feel good and how can you intentionally put them into your day? Okay, so I'm going to get you to identify three things that you can do to add more positivity and, and feelings of happiness into your life. So I want you to pick one thing that you do when you first get up. So for me, that's a meditation. One thing that you can do when you're driving to work or getting ready for whatever it is. Did I just say that if I cuddled in with the dog, it makes me feel happy? I feel like something I was just there. Um, whilst you're getting ready for driving to work, whatever it is, what can you do? It might be to put on your favourite song. It might be to have nothing on and just sit and think. And one thing you do before bed. So for me, I always have a good stretch, depending on what I've been doing. When I've been sitting all day or standing all day, I'm usually a bit stiff, stiff somewhere in my, in my back. So a little stretch. So first thing when I wake up, I do meditation. Um, when I'm getting ready to go into work and maybe I've got a super busy day and it seems daunting, I consider, I, I practice some gratitude on how lucky I am to have such a busy day. As a self-employed person, you could be worrying about that there was no people coming into your gym that day. So gratitude and it flips it. So it's like, oh, it's really, really busy today. I've got a lot to get through. Well, be bloody grateful for that because the opposite is terrifying. And before you go to bed, I just give myself, my body a quick stretch off and I always feel that a little bit calmer. It can be two minutes. Sometimes it's five minutes, not a long time. But pick some areas of your life where you feel negative emotions. So what things in your life make you feel a bit shit? A lot of things that you not enjoy doing. Um, it might be people. And in which case we can get ways to get around that. And try and combat those feelings. So like I'm saying, if I've got a really busy day, maybe I've had a busy week and I'm just feeling a bit overwhelmed, then the positive emotion is gratitude. So over, being overwhelmed is replaced by being grateful for being so bloody busy. Um, and try and implement them to either counterbalance the negative emotions you have or completely get rid of them. So you want to make it, when we've spoken about habits and behaviours, you want to make it something that you've got a cue for. So the cue is getting in the car. Action might be putting on your music or an audiobook and taking some deep breaths before you drive off. Simple things like that. So if it's 10 seconds, it's 10 seconds more of positivity than you had before. So it creates rituals. So it's as, it's as easy as brushing your teeth. It becomes a habit. All right. So one thing when you get up, one thing while you're getting ready for work, and one thing when you go to bed. All right. Are we ready to take this week on? So we're more than halfway through. Um, I, have to check, I have to check it every week. I'm like, no, that's right. We're more than halfway through. So what are you going to take control of in terms of your happiness this week? What can you do to make a tiny little budge up from where you are? So you might think, well, I'm not that unhappy. But could you be happier? 100%. So what are you going to start taking action on this week? What absolutely has to happen to improve your health and happiness this week? Guess what? Nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you have done the test and you're lower down than the average, which is 4.3, if you're lower down, don't worry about it because there's lots of things within your control to change, but you've got to make the changes. So we're going to be happier in seven days' time than we are now, no matter what your start point is just now. And just remember, 
You can and you will. All right, Stacey, you're the only one here. Any questions at all? No, I'm fine, Fiona. Good. <laughs> can, good, good. Can you, have I got that video on? You have. Oh, good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all the posts will come up and we'll run it through it step at a time because it's, it can be a lot, but we'll run through it a step at a time. There'll be some um, physical challenges too, just to keep you going, but do this stuff. People gloss over it because it almost seems too easy or not challenging enough, but do it because it does make a big difference. All right. Okay. Have a fab week. I'll see you in the gym this week. Yes. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.